With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Minnesota 8 of 17 this season, 47%, 21st in the league on fourth down. Three receivers left, one to the right. Now Jefferson a motion to the right. Out of the shotgun with a setback to his right. Here's the snap to Kirk Cousins. He fires it over the middle, and it's broken up incomplete. Intercepted. Oh, intercepted on the deflection. Picked off by Darnell Savage down the left side of the 40. He's got an escort to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Green Bay Packers. My goodness. And that is Wayne Larrabee and Larry McCarron, the Packers radio team. As Darnell Savage with his interception return for a touchdown. And who would have thought, considering how many times the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have been said their season was over uh, and that they had no shot at making the playoffs, they come into tonight's finale. It'll be the Packers and the Lions, the final game on the schedule, the Sunday night game. And if the Packers win, simply put, they're in. We welcome you to week 18 of the NFL season. This is the NFL Report, and uh, I'm John Wilkerson, along with our esteemed engineer, Andy Sellers. We're here at Blue Moose Burgers and Wings on the Parkway in Pigeon Forge, and we get to welcome past panelist back to the show again, and that's VFL Chris Brown. Chris, how are you? John, glad to be here. Love talking NFL football. Well, love the fact that uh, you, you join us today, as you did last season and had so previously, but it's great to have you here in Pigeon Forge. And we'll just say this, um, a lot of rain moving through the area. If you're headed this way or towards the mountains, know that you could have some rain. Um, there were pockets of it. How was your ride up? Right, it was pretty smooth. Hit, hit some rain leaving Knoxville, but once we got off the interstate and, and started headed this way, it was it was nice, so... Kind of didn't have too much traffic, I think. That kind of helped getting here. But uh, well, hopefully the weather holds up. we got a lot of football to talk about, John. We sure do. It is the last week of the regular season. We've already seen two games complete. The Kansas City Chiefs wrapped up the f- top seed in the AFC, and we'll talk about how things fell into that equation. And then also we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars last night defeat the Tennessee Titans. It was a winner-take-all AFC South title game, and – The Jacksonville Jaguars, much like the Green Bay Packers, again, left for being inconsequential um, throughout the halfway point of this season. They have stormed back to finish 9-8, and and they have won the AFC South after winning a total of four games the last two years. You know, John, that's an interesting thing. It it goes to show you what coaching does. It goes to show you when you bring in someone who's, who's led a team, who's led a team to a Super Bowl, who's played in the league for a very long time, and you get players to buy in, it shows what it does. So shout out to Doug Peterson. And I think that the Jaguars are going to be good for a while, man. They have a very young core, um, obviously with Trevor, Trevor Lawrence and ETN. And you see that defense can really, really, really get after the quarterback. Um, so 
that's going to be a tough division. Obviously, that division's always up in the air anyways with the mm-hmm. Colts, the Texans. It's You never really know, but Jacksonville has a really, really, really good core, man. Uh, and it was it was nice to see them back. I love the all-green uniforms. The stadium was packed. It, it was a nice environment, and I think that's good for the league. You know, it's good for the league when you have parity and you have teams, and I think we saw that across the league this year. There's not a lot of 13-3, 14-3 teams. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those teams who are 9-8, and 7-9, and nine, and there are going to be a couple of those teams that make the playoffs, and those teams are going to make some noise in the playoffs, right? It's like, who wants to play the Packers right now? Right, and, so, then, and then you have the – and we talked for a better part of the season yeah. about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were likely going to enter the playoffs with a losing record. Still could – but they are 8-8, eight and eight, so they have a chance to finish with a winning record, just as Jacksonville did. Um, and that's one of the things that, that stands out is that uh, we've argued and discussed that a team with a losing record, in my mind, should not host a playoff game. And it would be very simple for the NFL to say, okay, you get an automatic seat at the table, but we're going to reseed. And so, uh, but right now, the uh, the Bucks have won each game they've needed to. Last week, it was against Carolina. They wrapped up the NFC South division, so Tom Brady and company. You could have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both make the playoffs after each were said to be on their way out and simply an afterthought in regards to the postseason this year. Yeah, you know, people left him for dead. I mean, early this year when Aaron Rodgers was going through his toe and, and all the stuff, it was, it was, man, this guy can't play ball anymore. And again... You remove all the emotion. I think Aaron Rodgers does a really good job of just staying the course. Hey, I'm going to show up every single week. I'm a veteran. I've been around for a long time. And the same thing with Tom Brady. Those guys are veterans, John. They've mm-hmm. been around for a very long time. They understand exactly what's going on, every single thing, and they're leaders. I think in the locker room, those guys are looked up to drastically, right? They can say things that the coach won't say to get their guys kind of going, and that's what's happened with Tom Brady and his guys. They found ways to win the game. I was in that game. I was at the game when they played the Saints in Tampa, and he came back. I was waving all the Buccaneers fans by early, <laughs> and I turned around, and I looked, and I was like, oops, we're going to lose. <laughs> it's Tom Brady on the other side, right? So it's like, that's Tom Brady. That's Aaron Rodgers. So no matter what, I do agree with the whole you shouldn't get a home playoff game with a losing record, but you don't want to play those guys on the road, at home. Those guys are in the position that they're in for a reason, right? And their teams have literally rallied behind them to get them to this point to where it's we can go play anybody anybody can come play us and we can win yeah and it'll, right now it would be dallas yeah. uh but as we get to this stage we can tell you that seven of the eight decision uh, eight divisions have been clinched nfc east still up for grabs uh you have two playoff spots that remain there are six teams that have a shot three in each conference wow so we're going to uh, talk a lot about that as well as the adjustment that we've seen the national football league make to potential playoff spots and instances but uh of course that is in reaction to what was just a remarkable occurrence you uh, you don't normally see it. Uh, in fact, it's so, so rare that a league can be stopped in its tracks. But that's what we saw Monday night as DeMar Hamlin um, made a tackle uh, against T. Higgins. It was the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. It was the only game last week that had winning team against winning team, and this was going to be colossal. Bills had the top seed in the AFC. If they won, they would take a step in that direction. It would still be up for grabs 
even if the Bills had won Monday. Cincinnati still had a chance mathematically to wind up with the one seed. It could have beaten Buffalo. It would also have had a previous win against uh, Kansas City in its back pocket, but they would have needed the Chiefs to lose to the Raiders. That didn't happen. But still, you had that instance where Hamlin makes the tackle on T. Higgins, who with the shoulder, it goes into Hamlin's chest. He bounces up. He's up for maybe two, three seconds and then collapses to the turf. And I believe that just about everybody knows what happens after that. Um, You had immediate care that was provided, and it was life-saving, literally life-saving for the the safety for Buffalo. He was taken by ambulance to the University of Cincinnati Hospital, and that's where he's remained in critical condition as they had to uh, resuscitate him on the field. And it was uh, an amazing just circumstance and situation to see as play out as it did uh the game did not resume and then as you got deeper into the week it was an and there were so many different scenarios there was one that had perhaps this would be a game that would be concluded after this weekend that they would get back to it and then perhaps push back the playoff schedule they might even erase the week that exists between the conference championship games and the super bowl just to play this game but the league decided that it since you had Guaranteed playoff spots for both Cincinnati and Buffalo. There was no need to address that game and have it play out. Uh, Then you had Kansas City, which was in position, and it clinched it last night or yesterday afternoon, the one seed based on winning percentage. And then the one thing that they've done since then have said that if it is indeed Buffalo and Kansas City that make the AFC title game, they will uh, meet at a neutral site. So there's that. If the Baltimore Ravens, uh, if, if Cincinnati had lost... Monday and loses to Baltimore today, then it could have been a division, uh, a division championship for the Ravens. So this is the one thing that has been most upsetting to any party involved, and that is if it comes down to the Ravens win today and they meet and they're scheduled to play in the wild card round, a coin toss will determine who gets to host, whether it be the Bengals or the Ravens. So there's that. Um, but anyhow, we, we just wanted to set the table with that. Let's go back to DeMar Hamlin. It was uh, incredible to see the reaction, not just of his teammates, the Bills, but also of the Bengals, simply for the fact that when you are fortunate enough to play a sport for a living like this, there are so many things that you put on the line. And your health and well-being, it's, it's a given. There, this is a physical sport. It's a dangerous sport. And there are so many different things that can happen up to a point. There's nothing that prepares you, Chris, for seeing a teammate possibly pass away on the field. You know, I think you saw the emotions of the players when they kind of formed that, that wall around him so no one really could see. And, and yes. guys would turn around and, they, and you saw their looks on their faces this was a serious, serious, serious deal. This was this was literally life and death, and I know you talk about it. Um, the guy, his heart stopped, right? And and he's literally laying on the field lifeless. Fortunate for him and fortunate for everyone with the situation, it was at a football game. There's all kind of medical professionals there from the training staff to doctors to neurologists. To car- so it just so happened that, that that was the place that it happened. It was unfortunate, but... If it doesn't happen there, we're probably talking different circumstances. Yeah, because uh, unfortunately you hear of instances throughout the year where it can be spring practice or it can be summer workouts or it can even be during the, the fall season at high school or even at the college level where you just have players that find themselves uh, in great uh, 
despair and or peril, and, and all of a sudden you have a situation that unfortunately escalates, and we've heard of so many players that have indeed uh, expired on the field. But as you mentioned, I mean, it's remarkable all the things that the NFL practices that you don't know until you need something like this, and that is they know what the quickest route is to the closest hospital. Absolutely. They have emergency personnel on hand. They have the, uh, I guess it's the EADs that are there, the emergency defibrillators. So it was immediate care. It was life-saving. And it was the fact that there was CPR that was administered within 30 seconds that he is said to be neurologically intact and in excellent shape in that regard. So for the young man himself, it is amazing that while he still remains in the Cincinnati hospital, still remains listed in critical condition, um, he had the breathing tube for a couple of days, but then they were able to remove that. He had first had to handwrite notes to uh, to, to communicate with his family and his care team, uh, but then was able to FaceTime after the, the breathing tube had been removed, FaceTime with a team meeting on Friday, which uh, cannot imagine what the feeling would have been like because uh, Sean McDermott did not, tell the team this is what was going to happen it's like well why don't we go here and then boom it's hamlin yeah so that that's the thing and it's like those are the moments as a team and as as your teammate your brother however you want to call it those are the moments that you want right so throughout the week the whole thing was they knew they had to play this sunday they knew the game was going to come that's a part of the sport that they had that's the part of the lifestyle that they have but when you're in a team meeting john and, and your coach is going over the game plan and you're literally trying to figure out who I got to block and what's going on here and this defense and that defense. And he points to the screen and, and it's your guy who you've literally been worried about whether he's going to live with all this stuff. It's like, all right, everything's okay. Right. And then to hear him talk and to hear his, see his face and to see him smile and all these things, it really rallies the team together. Right. And, and just as a, as a, as a football player, someone who's been on a team, that's what you want. You want guys that care about each other. That's when teams are the best, which is why the bills have been so successful. They care about each other, and they have a very, very, very good leader in Sean McDermott. Uh, I was hearing someone say that he was the perfect guy to lead them through this. They've had all kind of things going on throughout the year, Mm -hmm. Um, a bunch of injuries, a bunch of shooting. They had all kind of stuff in Buffalo. Correct. That little city is Buffalo, right? Right. So they circle the wagons, and all of them get together, and those fans and the people in that city, they rallied around Demar, the whole toy drive thing, everything that's happened. You see it kind of magnified. And like you said, it was great to see that the NFL did have a plan in place. It was great to see that everyone knew if something were to happen, this is what we have to do. This is the blueprint. And it worked to the T to save this young man's life. And I just you credit all the personnel. You credit everyone. Um, and you also credit the Bengals as well. Because, listen, that was tough for them. You know, yes. you're, you're, you're playing extremely well. Um, you you, you want to play well. And all of a sudden it's like, the life side of you now, you know, you're watching that game and you see Zach Taylor walk over and talk to McDermott and you can just see McDermott's face. It's like, I, we just can't do this. Right. And, and, and Zach Taylor, the competitive side is like, well, we're winning. Right. Yeah. But you have to take that back and, and, and to see those guys talk, to see them come together, to see them meet in the locker room, see them go back in the tunnel um, and again, put a plan together for what it is. There was going to be not going to be a good outcome no matter the way you slice it or dice it. So right. flip a coin, neutral site, play again. Someone was going to be mad. Someone was going to be whatever. But uh, just just amazing, amazing, amazing that the people did what they did, John. Um, and I'm just happy that the guy's okay. And I'm, hopefully he can make a full recovery 
um, and, and start doing normal stuff, get back to his team, and, and see where it goes. Yeah, the, uh, now there are some incredible side stories. And as you mentioned, uh, one was just the communication immediately with Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach, as well as uh, McDermott, the Bills head coach. And it was Taylor walking across the field uh, just to communicate things. Uh, there was uh, some thought and, and conversation about how the league had said, hey, you've got five minutes to warm up. Let's get back out there. And the league has said that didn't happen. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if it did, simply for the fact there's nothing that prepares. I mean, the league is ready to respond to a situation like that to where just the nuts and bolts of a player going down on the field, as Hamlin did, that they were prepared for. They weren't prepared for what's next. Do we, do we play this Monday night game, this, this very pivotal game, and which obviously becomes so secondary and Absolutely. removed from the priorities because it it's immediately about the player safety itself for Hamlin. So, but it wouldn't surprise me if the league had said, well, let's try and get them back together. But the two coaches, they talked, each players, the, the each team talked within themselves, and it became very apparent that this was not going to happen. And so uh, I don't think the Bengals were going to go out and play. I don't think the Bills were going to go out and play. And But just to watch the two coaches interact the way they did, first on the field and then again in the tunnel, um, that was remarkable. And and I do think that the, the league was couldn't help, I'm not going to say understanding, but they made the right choices eventually because they just knew there was nothing that was going to get both teams back on the field. And at that point, they had nothing else to do except plan for, okay, how do we respond to this void in the schedule, which they did. But to, uh, to know that Hamlin, of course, went to a situation where he was getting fantastic care in Cincinnati and to, uh, to see the fans kind of gravitate, a handful of fans from both teams to just being on site and, uh, and, and having candlelit, which just amazing how quickly they, they had candles in place to either start one, showing their support, with a public display that people could come and leave things, um, making signs, different things like that. But it was just to uh, to watch them gather outside, just fans of both teams, and to know that players from both teams that made their way to the hospital uh, to check on Hamlin and find out as much as they could. Um, Hamlin, of course, his mom was there, so he had family that was there with him. And, and, of course, T. Higgins hated for him that he was involved in this at all, and that would have been true for anybody whoever had the football that wound up being uh, the player that, that struck Hamlin right there in the chest with a shoulder. Um, just hate that anybody had to go through that. But love the fact that the family spoke out immediately and said, don't go after T. Higgins. I mean, and, and to tell T. specifically, this isn't your fault. Don't no. you at all feel bad about this. Um, I just love the way that the communication from the family to the public and the, the franchise updating his situation throughout the week, I think it's been remarkable in that degree. John, you know, everyone wanted to know. I mean, when you, yes. when you, when you woke up Tuesday morning, it was, it was going to your phone to try to figure out what was going on because you didn't have any updates. And when you were watching that game, there was no way those guys could come back. It would have been trash football. It would have been just awful football. The emotion wouldn't have been there because they were worried about their guy. They were worried about whether this man was going to live. And I think, again, that just goes to show that testament of just team. That's what the team is. Um, and the NFL is a fraternity, man. No matter what team you play on, no matter what you are, yes, you're competing to win a game. But these guys care about each other, and they mm-hmm. care about their well-being, and they care about their health, which, you know, all the conversations with concussions and spinal and all this stuff that they've had, it's showing the power of players, John. It's showing that, listen, we're not playing this game. We're, we're not going back out there. Our guy just got carted off this field, yep. and there's no way we can do it. And it's, it's 
you know, it's almost you, – you don't know what to say because, like, you're, as a man playing football, you're programmed. Somebody's going to get hurt. It's the next man up. We have to mm-hmm. go out there and play next man up, right? And to see all those guys, like, there's no next man up. We, we, yes. we just can't – we cannot physically go out here and do this. As a fan, you wanted the game to continue. You wanted to see stuff go on. Um, but it just became evident there was no way that that could happen. There was no way that those guys were going to – I mean, they were still talking about the game was, was postponed or, or whatever, and you see guys coming out of locker room in their towels right. talking in the middle or, or, you know, all that stuff. So it's like they're not going back on that field, and, no. and, and, and rightfully so. So the NFL made a, a great decision to just kind of put things on pause. This is something that they hadn't seen. And you just have to work through it. It's one of those things that nobody's going to be happy with the outcome. Um, but the teams did what they needed to do. They've kind of responded this week. And it's, 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 it's crazy how it's still coming down to this last week on what could happen um, with these teams. But in a breath, you still feel bad for the Bengals because who knows what could have happened. Who knows how it goes, right? right. And, and listening, driving in, you, you talk about if, if these teams make it to the AFC Championship and they're going to flip a coin. That's tough, right? That, yeah. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. But again, w- w- what else do you do, right? And uh, and as far as it was also something to see. Uh, just one more quick word on how the league responded to uh, to Hamlin's situation. One that his uh, his toy drive um, for underprivileged kids uh, that had a goal of twenty five hundred dollars now has more than eight million dollars in it, and they obviously have pledged that it's going to be much more than toys, but it's going to give them the opportunity to help out in terms of what is. Uh, and can be a very challenging area um, in which that he's from and where his mom is the co-owner of a daycare center. So it's remarkable to see that show of support. Uh, every football team has had their support for uh, for Hamlin. Everybody changed their social media to uh, to to supporting and, and saying things like Hamlin Strong. Uh, you saw it with the Chiefs, Raiders, Titans, and Jaguars yesterday in terms of they're going through their, their pregame warm-ups. Uh, so to uh, just see the unity, of, as you talked about, it becomes a fraternity in a hurry because you can hear from individuals, and it certainly is the case that's proven time and time again. It is indeed a business. But again, if you're, an elite, if you're a member of that group, it com- becomes tight in a hurry because there are only so many that get to say they are NFL football players. There are only so many that, uh, that get to step across that line and get this opportunity uh, based on hard work and, and things that they've earned. And so it could very quickly, I mean, it's there, but for the grace of God, that could be me. Yes. In, and, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. That, that, literally a heartbeat, right? Yes. And that's, that's, that, that's, the, that's the best thing in the world, man. And the whole toy drive thing, just to, to speak to that for a second, John, that just again, it shows you what it's all about. Like twenty five hundred bucks for kids was his goal, mm-hmm. which if if you think about it, for guys that are in the league, that's that's a drop in the bucket, right? And and for these guys to literally respond for that, and you start hearing the stories about what he's trying to do and how his mom has his daycare, and they're literally trying to get the area where he is. He's literally trying to put that money back into that community, and and you see that kind of stuff, it just makes it it makes it worthwhile, right? It makes it these stories on the back end. To, to, you know, some kid that didn't have something, he's going to be able to have it. Some kid that maybe is another DeMar Hamlin in his yeah. in his hometown that couldn't afford something, he has that opportunity. So uh, it, it's it's a really remarkable thing to see people come together um, and truly be on the same team no matter what you do, how you look, what it is. People came together for this good cause, um, and it's a remarkable thing. And, again, hopefully the guy can make a full recovery and um, – 
We can just put this to bed. Yes, uh, certainly hope that. That's Chris Brown. I'm John Wilkerson. We look forward to being joined by Tyler Ivins for today's program, which is here at Blue Moose Burgers and Wings. And we've talked about Blue Moose Burgers and Wings for years because it's, one, been one of the best-kept secrets uh, here. And when we started doing our rotation of uh, restaurant visits, Blue Moose Burgers and Wings was a best-kept secret. But, of course, the locals come here. And when the locals come here, that's when you know you've got something special. And they're proud to announce that while they have done what they have in, in a remarkable way, because uh, they took what was their patio dining, they enclosed it, and it's now part of the interior of the restaurant. But they also have the luxury of opening windows and doors in case it's wonderful weather outside, so they can go open air in what used to be the outdoor patio. It's now enclosed. So they've done that here in Sevierville and Pigeon Forge. And Pigeon Forge is where we are right off the parkway. But they're proud to announce they're opening a second location, and it's going to be in Alcoa. How about that? Blue Moose Burgers and Wings is going to Alcoa. They're uh, inviting you to join them for the grand opening February 20th. How about that? So third week of February, they are inviting you to join Blue Moose Burgers and Wings for their grand opening in their brand new second location, which will be in Alcoa. And they're now accepting applications at Blue Moose Jobs. Dot com. Again, that's bluemoosejobs.com. A lot to get to. Week 17 in the rearview mirror. Week 18 already underway. We'll talk scenarios. You name it. We're with you until 1230 as you listen to the NFL Report on 99.1, the sports animal. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. On the left side, he's got a lead block. Jones to the 15, Jones to the 10, Jones to the 5. Shoulder, did he get in? Yes, touchdown, Daniel Jones. 18 yards. Play fake to Barkley. Jones rolls to his left, gets a block from Thomas. He's to the 5, Jones races in. Touchdown, Giants. Second rushing touchdown for Daniel Jones. And let the party begin at MetLife Stadium. And party they will because the Giants clinched a playoff spot with last weekend's victory over the Colts. It was uh, something as Daniel Jones had not one but two quarterback touchdown runs, uh, two touchdown runs for the quarterback. And that, of course, paved the way for their first trip to the postseason since 2016. This is the NFL Report with VFL Chris Brown. I'm John Wilkerson. Pleased to be joined by Tyler Ivins. Tyler, how are you? 
I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you today? Final uh, regular season game, and it's kind of sad, but that means the big games, the biggie biggies begin today, yeah? Oh, huge games that uh, we certainly will get to. The Giants won that game against the Colts last week, 38-10, to as the struggles continued for Indianapolis. But, uh, Tyler, we certainly appreciate your being on with us and, and wanted to get just a couple of quick thoughts in terms Please. of, from your vantage point, what it was like just to see Monday night the circumstances change as drastically as they did and what we've seen uh, since then in terms of the incredible groundswell of support and unity behind DeMar Hamlin as well as how the league has handled what they see is the best path to move on. You know, it's so weird because I knew you were going to ask me this question and, and even talking about it with friends, um, you know, even even kind of reflecting back on where I was on Monday. Um, it's so eerie, John, because I, I feel like there are so many moments in our lives where whether it's a close personal connection with your family or if it's something that just stands out, if it's monumental, if it's some would call it even legendary or some would say even tragic or very, 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 very close to heart. I'll never forget where I was. Um Back on uh, back on Monday. I mean, I'm going to draw my last breath. Uh, I'm going to have a conversation with you 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Somebody's going to ask me randomly, hey, do you remember where you were, Demar Hamlin, when he was on? And it's, yeah, I, I was sitting in my office at my house. I was, you know, doing this. I was doing this other. Um, man, it's so hard to kind of just look back at that whole situation and how it was, how it kind of played out. But I, I, I want to tell you, um, my goodness, this situation for all the wrong reasons and all the kind of just, you know, kind of reality check reasons. You look back at that situation and, and I remember the good of that situation. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to remember the 51 percent of that situation, how quickly the EMTs and the paramedics reacted on the football field there at Paul Brown Stadium on Monday night. I'm going to remember um the people who looked at tomorrow and, and said, we got to get this guy either resuscitated. We got to get him on a gurney. We got to get him out of the stadium. We got to get him somewhere like a hospital in close quarters where, he, where we can better treat him. Um, I'm going to remember ESPN, Susie Colburn, Adam Schefter, Booger McFarland. They had no idea that they were going to have to do that kind of hokey pokey 38 minute, 39 thing minute dance on and off the air. Uh, there at the, um, Inside the studios, the way that it was handled by Scott Van Pelt, by Ryan Clark, uh, how the outpouring of the people who were trying to find his jersey as quickly as possible. Fanatics are, is the number one selling jersey right now. At Fanatics is his jersey, and they're not keeping a penny of it. They're donating it, donating it to his mom's foundation. Um, this was very real world. This mm -hmm. is we had to remember that these guys are athletes, but they're also human beings as well. They go out there like warriors and they go out there and they strap helmets on and they go out there and they they make a living trying to score touchdowns and, and essentially try to be the best person on the football field. And to see that this man's breathing tube has been removed, to see that he's been able to FaceTime his teammates, to see the outpouring of love, to see people from around the world just know who he is in the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League. Uh, I think it's been re remarkable. I think there's deeper issues here, and hopefully something will come of it. But what I will tell you is I'll remember the good of the situation in John Wilkerson. Uh, sometimes we need kind of that reset in life of, oh, my God, this is just – this is more than just a game, and we got that on Monday, and I'm so glad right now at the University of Cincinnati they're taking care of this 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 young 24-year-old man, and it seems right now he continues to ride the escalator up, and things continue to improve slowly, slowly, but mm -hmm. things are improving.
You know, Tyler, I, I completely agree with you, and I think it just goes to show these guys are professionals, and 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 people get paid money to do whatever job it is, and and yeah. people are professionals, and every single person from the the medical staff, and like you just said, it's hard when you're sitting there planning on watching the game, and all of a sudden they throw back to you, and it's like, hey, y'all got to talk for a while, and the, by the way, we don't know what's going on. So for for Booger and Ryan Clark and all those guys to kind of articulate what it's sure. like to be a player. But also be a professional in that moment to have to sit there and talk, man. It, it was phenomenal. And like you said, you want to remember the good things about those situations for how people responded and how every single person knew exactly what to do in that moment of time where it's never happened. We, uh, of course, so much to uh, to see what happens now. Um, Buffalo will play host to New England and what should be a charged atmosphere and then some as New England with a win today is in the playoffs. Um, Buffalo, of course, it would love nothing more than to win as they're going to obviously go out and play for number three. But uh, but they would also enjoy uh, and find it quite tasty, Tyler, if they were the ones that that paved the way for the exit for the Patriots from this season as that would leave them on the outside looking in at the post at, at the playoffs. I think Cincinnati uh, is certainly fired up because I think just if you were on the field when that happened, if you were there, this is going to have an impact. And, and I mean, Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills, said there are some guys that will never be the same from what they experienced Monday. And, and I'm sure that's true for players. I'm sure that's true for coaches, game management, and fans. I mean, there are just – it's, it can be that profound in terms of just being there to see something uh, in that instance. But uh, we will see how it does indeed uh, play out today. But why don't we go ahead and, and run through what happened last week as uh, week 17 started Thursday, December 29th, when it was still 2022. Uh, the Cowboys <laughs> beat the Titans 27-13. to 13. Then on the first day of 2023, Falcons beat the Cardinals 20 to 19. It was the Lions doing a number on the Bears 41 to 10. Chiefs uh, held off and fought past the Broncos 27-24. Patriots kept the Dolphins on the backslide as it was New England over Miami 23-21. We played you the cut of the Giants as uh, Daniel Jones had a couple of touchdown runs and New York paves its way into the postseason for the first time since 2016 with a 38-10 win over the Colts. The Saints did their part to keep the Cowboys' playoff hopes alive. I should say division hopes alive. They're already in the playoffs. But the Saints beat Philadelphia 20-10. Still no Jalen Hurts for the Eagles last weekend. Buccaneers won the NFC South with their 30-24 victory over the Panthers. It was Cleveland Browns beating the Commanders 24-10 in Washington. And it was Jacksonville, a winner at Houston, 31-3. 49ers needed overtime but beat the Raiders. And Jared Stidham, who was outstanding last week for uh, for Las Vegas, 37-34 the final. 49ers still have a shot at the one seed in the NFC. And then the Seahawks beat the Jets as Seattle eliminated the Jets uh, from playoff contention with a 23-6 win. And then you had uh, the Packers over the Vikings, 41-17. Chargers beat the Rams in the Battle of L.A., 31-10. And then uh, Sunday night, it was the Steelers with another late rally. Uh, the Steelers have gone from being 3-7 and seven to 8-8. Eight and eight. They are one of the six teams still with a chance to make the playoffs in the NFL as they beat Baltimore 16-13. to 13. So, uh, Tyler Ivins, if you would, tell us what was your game of the week for last week. When you talk about games of the week, you kind of got to look at situations where what team is heading in the right direction. 
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. It was challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. And if it wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like it was. Hey, it was fine. Because I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen kind of set things up to get themselves put back into place. Look, John, mm-hmm. you and I have uh, <laughs> you and I have shared a lot of opinions, but there's not one that you and I don't stand on top of the mountain with a megaphone and loud alarms screaming and yelling about teams below 500 who do not deserve to host playoff games. Yes. Come on Bay, that mountain too. Yeah. T- okay. Welcome to the- Chris. Welcome to the party, dude. I- I- I'm gonna tell you right now. I- watching kind of how they played things, and and you know what? And maybe we still have that situation and still have that problem later today if Tampa Bay does in fact fall in Atlanta. But right now, my game of the week it's the Buccaneers because that sour taste is out of my mouth at least for right now. They have they clinched the South. They're eight and eight. Okay. Do we do we still play this game of Brady comes back next? It's so weird. We're, we're, it seems like right now the scenario in Tampa Bay is more about what's going to happen in 23. Is Todd Bowles back? Do you bring Sean Payton in to keep Tom Brady in one more year? Yada, yada, yada. I guess it, it kind of just quiets down the noise at least for 96 hours. They've won the division. They're 500. I'm going to have a big problem if they lose in Atlanta. They're 8-9 hosting a game at Raymond James Stadium next week. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. Um, but not only was it the victory that they needed in terms of clinching the division, and they've done that. They've been able to stave off Absolutely. any push because it, it, what's crazy is at one point, every team in the NFC South was either first or second in the division. And, I mean, even the Falcons were there for a moment. Um, but, anyhow, the game that Tom Brady put together was simply incredible. Uh, I, I agree with you. If they, if they lose today – then they uh, then they should not host, but that's that's the field that is as it stands now. At least there's it seems like there's more consideration, Chris, for the idea, kind of like what the NBA's done. Instead of just being okay, your division winners are one, two, three. It's like okay, you get in the playoffs, then we'll reseed. So you can see, for instance, if you have the two best teams just happen to be in the far west division, then by golly, they're your top two seeds. It is what it is. I mean, yes. I think that's how it should be. You, you do that for a reason. It. There's no reason to host a home game when you have a, when you have a losing record, and 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 you know it it shows like the Chiefs. Mahomes plays better in Arrowhead regardless of what's going on. So for the idea they might have a neutral site game, that you you throw that in the air. It's tough. It's a tough, tough, tough thing. And like you said, Tom Brady, what he did last week was completely unbelievable. I mean, to go out there at his age to throw the ball around when everyone's saying he can't do it. It's unbelievable. That that was an amazing game. My game is the Packers. To watch Aaron Rodgers do that, to watch Zaire Alexander go out there and literally shut Justin Jefferson down, which no one has done, it was amazing. To watch them, they're, they're coming along at the right time, and they got the Lions today in that winning, winning end game. But 
the Packers are, are, are a scary team to play, and who wants to go play out there? Who wants to go play in Lambeau? I mean, right. No, nobody wants to do that, and the likelihood of that happening won't be because you got the Vikings have, have done their thing, but it's tough, man. It, this is a tough, tough league. Right now it's coming down to these games, um, and, and the Packers are, are a team that people should be afraid of. Yeah, and Tampa had to score 20 points in the fourth quarter there to win is. this game. There it is. 432 yards passing for Tom Brady, three touchdowns. And for those that have been waiting for Mike Evans to get back in the end zone for the first time since week four, not one, not two, but three touchdowns um, as it finally happened. Ten catches, 207 yards, three scores. unbelievable. It certainly was um, an old-timers game. (laughs) John, John, they had to do that in the fourth quarter against Arizona and Trace McSorley like two weeks ago. That's right. I, I, can, can somebody tell Tampa Bay the game starts at 1 or 4.15 or 8? <laughs> like, whatever. I yeah. love betting Tampa Bay in the fourth quarter money line. Thank you. But, I mean, <laughs> boys, if, if you need a reminder, hockey plays three and NFL plays four, it's the NFL because Tom Brady doesn't show up to the fourth quarter, man. Tyler, I, I, I literally witnessed it in Tampa Bay. Like, I, I literally point. went to that yes. Saints game, and I – it, it's, it was the craziest thing in the world. Like I told John to open the show. I was literally waving bye to all the Tampa Bay fans with my Saints jersey on. It's all high-fiving. This is great. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? And then, it's like, whoops. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I had to walk all the way back to my hotel with all my Saints gear on. These Buccaneer hey, fans are honking their horn. Yeah. Chris, do you know how many Chris? Do you know how many times as a Jets fan I thought the game was over and Tom Brady was under center? And then all of a sudden, TB12 looked right at me and said, Hey, In listen here, you dumb idiot! I got you covered. <laughs> and then Gronk, Gronk would spike it, or somebody. Let me, let me, let me think of the most random Patriot player to score a touchdown in a game, and then Tom Brady break my heart, brother. So again, welcome to the fraternity of what this is, man. It's uh, that. That's just what he does. Just, just literally heartbreaking. It's like, and it feels personal, doesn't it, Tyler? It's like Every Tom Brady. Time. Tom Brady looked oh. at me, and the and that stands like, "Hey, Chris, watch this. I'm gonna show you what I can do." And then when it was over, he looked at me again and gave me a thumbs up and smiled and said, "Better luck." Now. Next time. Yeah, I got a pair of Uggs <laughs> sent to my front door. It's just, the guy knows what he's doing. Some, some clean ice cream. Exactly. I'm, he's right. the no only person I know. No I'm, I'm, eating, I'm eating avocado ice cream crying. And he's just like, look, it's healthy. And, and you're like, thanks, Tom. I really appreciate it. That's right. It. You'll thank yourself. You'll thank yourself. Uh, just a quick word on the, uh, the Vikings and the Packers. Uh, it was our esteemed engineer, Andy Sellers, that first brought up the notion that, hey, point to the Vikings and the fact that they have the incredible record have not lost a one score game but boy when they lose they, they lose. certainly make up for lost time and uh, and so to see what the Green Bay did last week and you mentioned it Chris it was just they got hammered and the and the thing was 14 points in the fourth quarter for the Vikings just to make it look a little more cosmetically pleasing I mean it was 41-17 the final they were out of it from the get-go. As, uh, as the saying goes, they probably peaked at the national anthem. That was when they hit their <laughs> high point. Um, yes. But anyhow, just to see the Packers do what they've done, uh, it's been referred to that they've won four straight playoff games because any misstep over this last month, and likely they're done. So they carry a four-game, a season-high four-game win streak into this matchup tonight against Detroit. But for the Packers against the Vikings, does this say more Chris, about what Green Bay has done to put itself in this position or more about the Vikings and the fact that perhaps you just can't trust this team that has won 12 games? I just don't think you can trust the Vikings. They're, 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 Kirk Cousins is obviously a guy that's been there. They've paid him a lot of money to, do, to get them to that next level, and he hadn't been able to do that. You got Jordan Jefferson out, out, outside 
You have to find a way to get them the ball. Their defense has struggled as well. I mean, for, for, for them to give up 41 points, and like you said, the Vikings put up a couple touchdowns that were meaningless. That was a 41-3 to game, period, right? So they have given up a lot of points. Every Their four losses are against playoff teams, and like you said, they've gotten beat pretty bad by those teams. The other games they've won. I mean, they, they played the Saints over in London earlier, kicked a field goal to win the game. So they've been in close games, mm-hmm. and they've won. When you get to the playoffs, that can't happen. You have to be consistent. Your defense has to be able to stop the run. Go ahead, Tyler. No, no, Chris, what I was going to say to you is let me ask you this question. Name the last time a legitimate contender for the National Football League's top championship prize of a Super Bowl lost 40-3 to at home. Doesn't happen. It, 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 it Good just, teams it, don't get blown out. They just absolutely. don't. Absolutely. They, they don't get blown out. And, and, and it just it goes to show you, man, it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense that this team's 12-4 and four and then you literally get blown out. Just, I, don't, just, I, don't, I don't know which cur- – I don't – we always hear the jokes about Kirk Cousins. Is he elite? What does he do when he's not on national television, when he doesn't have the primetime game? Like, don't get me wrong. They have the pieces to be great. Minnesota does. But it just seems like whenever it comes time to, you know, come to the door with the secret password and like the old gangster movies, they slide the little slip back and you see the eyes and it's like, what's the password? And it's like, I don't need a password. I'm Kirk Cousins. And they laugh and they slam the door shut. It's just like you can't take them serious. And when I see you lose to Dallas 40 to three at home. Yeah, granted, Dallas has got a top two, maybe the best defense in the National Football League. In the NFL, where every 32 team is supposed to be the best of the best, this is the elite of the elite at that position, you can't lose 40-3 to and me not look at you and go, yeah, I can take you serious come January. Yeah, Vikings have given up 19 more points than they've scored this year, and they're 12-4. and Here's a newsflash for you. The Cleveland Browns, and let's see, who was the other one? The Cleveland Browns and the New Orleans Saints are right. closer to being they they're closer to being one to one in terms of points scored versus points allowed the uh, yeah. the, the Saints are wow. minus 12 the Browns are minus six wow so anyhow we need to get a break we'll be back with a final segment of this first hour of the NFL report again today Blue Moose Burgers and Wings is where we are Parkway and Pigeon Forge as you listen to 99.1 the sports animal Empties the set, third eight at the ten. Gets the snap. He looks. Chased out of the pocket. Steps out of a tackle. Throws it for the goal line. Touchdown, Najee Harris. Najee from ten yards out. And Pickett did a Houdini to make that play possible. And the Steelers jump ahead of Baltimore. That is the voice of the Steelers, Bill Hillgrove. Kenny Pickett to Najee Harris. Touchdown, late rally. They get the win against the Baltimore Ravens to put themselves in a position. It's not necessarily win and you're in for Pittsburgh. They need the Dolphins and the Patriots to lose for them to get in. But once again, you have the Steelers who were 3-7, and seven, and here they are at 8-8. Eight and eight, And it's just amazing to, uh, to watch a team go through what it has uh, in terms of injury, getting used to a rookie quarterback, finding his footing, as well as being out of the lineup due to a concussion. But the, the Steelers are there. This is the final segment of this first hour of the NFL Report. I'm John Wilkerson, Tyler Ivins, and VFL Chris Brown make up the panel this week. We're at Blue Moose Burgers and Wings on the Parkway in Pigeon Forge. And very quickly, for me, it was the Steelers-Ravens. That'll be my game of the week. And, again, we've talked about what the uh, the – 
Packers have done in terms of their resiliency, and the Steelers are right there. Again, they need help. They don't control their destiny the way that the Packers do. If the if Green Bay wins tonight, they simply are in the postseason. Yeah. But Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season as the Steelers' head coach. Could still happen. They play Cleveland today, and Cleveland would love nothing more than to make them finish 8-9. and nine. But, Chris, so impressed with what Kenny Pickett has done because we heard about this young man who simply went from one locker room to another after his college days were over and he finished his career with the Panthers. But, boy, he looks like the Steelers have a very bright future. You know, this was a, a great pick for them. Being a Saints fan, I was literally hoping that we got Kenny Pickett to, to kind of start our franchise. He was older, played in college for a long time, did a lot of good things at Pittsburgh, and you can just see his demeanor. I mean, he, he fits that organization perfectly, and Mike Tomlin is the perfect guy for him. And what Mike Tomlin's done, John, that, that's, that's remarkable to watch him get this team with a rookie quarterback, really no receivers. You traded away your best receiver in Claypool to the Bears, and to watch these guys rally. Kenny Pickett and Pickens, yes. got to make sure I get that right. Yep. That guy's a special player, and he can play. Big hands, nice, he can get up the field. And, again, I think Kenny Pickett playing six years in college really helped him for this moment. He's not a rookie. He's not 22 years old, right? right. He's not someone who this is kind of his first experience. And I think, again, moving locker rooms, being around that facility, being around the Steelers, being around Mike Tomlin, just being in college – he was ready for this moment, and Mike Tomlin's the perfect guy to put him in this situation and to rally a team together. Three and seven, I mean, who, who would have thought this team could get to where they are? Um, and like you said, still need a little bit of help, but shout-out to Kenny Pickett. Mike Tomlin has done a phenomenal job of rallying that team together. They play really good defense. They try not to turn the football over, and they run the football. Najee Harris, just give him the rock, right? Yeah. Let this guy do his thing. Um, but that, that's a really good thing to see, man, and, and, and Mike Tomlin's done a really good job there. And Tyler Najee Harris has the chance to be the first Steelers running back, and it's weird to say this because you would have thought it had to have happened at some point. He has a chance to have 1,000 yards in each of his first two seasons in the uh, National Football League, um, which hadn't happened for a Steelers running back before. Wow. So. It, it ha- I'll say this, who needs to be getting a lot of the touches and a lot of the uh, thank yous and attaboys out in Pittsburgh is the front office. Because what they've done in the draft right now has been pretty remarkable. And and maybe perhaps it's been the easiest job for them to do. And that is take what you need. You obviously need help in the backfield. Go get Najee Harris. Remember last year, there were so many people who were going, man, Kenny Pickett's going to be a top 10 pick. Is Pittsburgh going to trade up and get him? You got Malik Willis. You got Mm -hmm. this quarterback. They sat there and they waited. Picks 13. 14. Is this where they'll trade up? 15. 16. They literally sat on the heater having to decide, do we trade up now or are we going to get lucky and is Kenny Pickett going to fall to us? The fact that they didn't answer the telephone and they didn't negotiate to move up, they got to hold on to picks and Kenny Pickett fell to them at 20. Take that on top of Najee Harris. Sometimes the easiest decision is the name who's sitting on top of your board and sometimes they fall right to you. Pittsburgh right now, they just find a way, even in their low low years, even in some of the valleys when they have a lot of peaks, they find a way to find kind of the, the, I'll say this again, it sounds lazy, but they find the 51%, man. They're always falling. They're like cats, man. They fall legs up. So even bad seasons are so good seasons for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then then I'll also say this, uh, we we are inside of three minutes for the hour, but just want to quickly say, uh, tip of the cap again to the Ravens. Hit hard by injury in so many different ways. Uh, Not only have they waited and played without their premier running back for the better part of the season, but they've also been without Lamar Jackson, yet here they are, still essentially, uh, potentially a coin flip away from perhaps getting a home field game. But uh, we can talk about that situation later, but the Ravens, again, they just battle, don't they? 
They do. And here's the thing. When you look at what Baltimore has done this year, you brought up the best part. There's no J.K. Dobbins. Lamar Jackson has been on and off the football field. Man, they just find a way under a hardball to plug away and win football games. And yet again, here we are talking about the AFC North as some of the most intriguing storylines in all the National Football League. Extend Lamar Jackson. What's up with Deshaun Watson? What are the Steelers doing? And oh yeah, can Joe Burrow get him back to the Super Bowl? It's fantastic drama and it's fantastic football in the AFC North. Quick thought, Chris. I think that AFC North has always been a tough division. I yes. mean, it, it literally has always been a tough division. You never know what's going to happen, but it's it's going to be good for a long time to come. you got a lot of young quarterbacks, and we'll see. We're at Blue Moose Burgers and Wings on the Parkway in Pigeon Forge, approaching 90 seconds to go in the hour. And, of course, hour number one concludes as we dole out some punishment. Chris, would you like to lead us off as, as who deserves one across the chops for Week 17? I am just tired of hearing about Carson Wentz. I mean, I don't know why they keep giving him a shot. 16 for 28, 143 yards, three interceptions. What, what are we talking about? I mean, you had your chance. It is what it is. Carson, you deserve to get slapped. Just slap onto the bench, slap out of Washington. You, you made a lot of money. Just go go back to Idaho or wherever well, you came from. Well, Chris, step aside then because uh, I will uh, – I'm going to – I love him. I love Ron Rivera. That's my guy. I love everything about his story. I love everything he does. How he didn't know his team had been eliminated from postseason play. Like, I get it. Focus on the wins. Don't focus on the losses. Come on. You had to know the scenarios. That was kind of embarrassing to watch him up there say that. It's like, come on, Ron. Oh, beyond embarrassing to see that. Uh, And actually, that's that's where I was going with it as well, because just to see him, I mean, when the reporter asks the question, and it's just, are you kidding me? It's like, what, we we can get eliminated today? Us? Yeah. See, (laughs) I, I mean, and the thing is, you know that just about everybody else on the team that is beyond the roster would be aware that if you don't win today and the Packers do win, your season is over in terms of your ability to make the postseason. It really was. I think that could be something uh, that could wind up being the last straw in terms of whether they retain him or make a change. We'll talk about the teams that we think could make a change when we get to tomorrow, traditionally known as Black Monday. But we have our number two coming up next on 99.1, The Sports Animal. this feeling that's put you in your place a hot red burning on the side of your face you feel the blood rush to your cheek tears start to fill your eyes and your lips are trembling but you can't speak you're trying oh you're trying not to cry you just got Happy Slapsgiving, everybody. 
What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Pop, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen.